Welcome to 45 Forward, the beginning of the rest of your life. Each week, host Ron Roel and his guests discuss topics of interest to many listeners in their 40s and beyond, including retirement, caring for aging parents, health, lifestyle, and more. It's time to think ahead to the next half of your life, and we'll help you plan it with ease. Now, here is Ron Roel. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of 45 Forward, where our mission is to help you, our listeners, from Los Angeles to Long Island, make your second half of life even better than the first. Every October 15th marks the beginning of Medicare's annual open enrollment period, when Medicare recipients can change to Medicare health plans and prescription drug coverage for the following year. It's an important time for everyone to review their plan to determine whether it's the best one to fit their needs. But with hundreds of choices, this process can be a complex maze for any individual to handle, and the enrollment period ends December 7th. So in today's episode, Independent Senior Health Representative Jane O'Malley explains the A, B, C's, and D of Medicare, from traditional Medicare, Parts A and B, to Medicare Advantage, Part C, Medicare Supplement Plans, or Medicap, and Part D Prescription Drug Plans. Jane will talk about the process of signing up, what the options are in choosing plans, and how she guides families through the changes that Medicare Health and Drug Plans can implement each year, things like costs, coverage, which providers and pharmacies are in their networks. She'll also discuss the latest changes in Medicare policies and provisions, like coverage for vaccines and new requirements for recording calls between agents and clients. Every person has distinctive needs, and Jane's goal is to make sure that they are enrolled in the most comprehensive, suitable, yet affordable plan for them. Simply put, she says, I am happy to be the voice of their choice. So Jane, O'Malley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So Jane, uh, there's plenty to cover and we'll get to it in, in one minute. But before we start, I always like to give our audience a little bit of background and let, let our guests talk about their background uh, because uh, becoming an expert in Medicare coverage is something you don't you know, you don't come out of college and think about. So, so talk a little bit about, about your journey to how you came to where you are today. Oh, my goodness. Well, I had one person say to me at one time, you've had a very eclectic past, and indeed I have. Um, I graduated from college um, and then went on and did my master's in music education. So I am a music teacher. Wow. Um, and I did teach in Ohio for a while. I'm actually from New Hampshire. Um, and I taught in Ohio. And then circumstances brought us to New York. And at that time, um, in the late 70s and 80s, early 80s, they were accessing all of the um, extra uh, curricular, more or less, um, like the art and the music and the home ec and all of that was accessing out of the school system. So it was very difficult to get a job. And um, they were saying, well, you can substitute, but $30 a day didn't quite cut it. So <laughs> hmm. I decided at that point um, to go into sales. And uh, I did sales with uh, service types of things, you know, industrial um, places. I was traveling all the time and so on and so forth. And then in 1993 is when I decided to go into insurance. And it was mostly life. Uh, I did that for several years. And um, I've been in Medicare, I would say, seven or eight years maybe now. Mm -hmm. So, but 
I'm very happy with what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. I like working with the seniors. I'm a senior myself. And um, it's just very rewarding every single day. Well, the education system's loss is our gain. And I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> well, I do feel that, um, for, first of all, that the, the arts are important. And uh, there's a loss when they f f feel that this is a sort of, you know, ex you know expendable. Uh, but but when I listen to people's background like yours, I think, well, these are interesting backgrounds that inform you in, in interesting and subtle ways for whatever comes next, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you, so there's no loss. There's just an interesting, it's an interesting winding journey that you never could quite predict. But, no. but yeah, <laughs> but here you are. And um, uh, so let's get right into it. Um, as I mentioned in my intro, so this is the Medicare open enrollment period. So this is a sort of very hectic time for agents like you, sort of like tax time for accountants. Indeed it is. And uh, yes. so, so let's just, and it's also, uh, my show is 45 forward. So um, it, it is important, even if you feel like, well, I'm quite a ways from Medicaid, Medicare, um, your parents may be there, uh, you will be there. And these are important things, uh, even if, if you're, uh, you know, an adult child of someone who is a, an older senior, for you to be aware mm -hmm. of. And in terms of, you know, from a caregiving perspective, making sure they have the best care, you know, just being aware of what their policies are and how you do it. So um, I'm really pleased to have you on the show because there, there are a lot of things to think about. So let's first, let's go through a little bit of how you work with your clients in terms of explain. So explain the basics of Medicare. How do you do that from... I guess. Right. Well, when someone calls me for the first time, um, I usually, you know, question them as to where they live, what county they're in, um, what their needs are. If they're just turning 65, that's one conversation. If they're disabled and now going on to Medicare because they've been on disability for two years, that's another conversation. So initially, they have to depending on the conversation, obviously, uh, they have to get signed up with Medicare. Right. And if they are just turning 65, um, we find out when the birthday is. And uh, then they have three months ahead of that month birthday, the month of that birthday, and three months after to get their Medicare in place. So they have seven months in order to get that done. Normally, I would encourage them to do it, obviously, in the first three months because you want to have your card, you want to you know, be ready to go on the month of your birthday. And the coverage always begins on the first of the month. So your birthday can be on the 28th, but you're going to start on the first of that month. So um, that's, uh, you know, they don't understand that sometimes, but that's the way it works. Everything in Medicare is on the first of the month. Uh, so then when they get their call, well, first of all, I tell them to call Social Security mm -hmm. if they haven't had any mailing from Social Security that they're turning 65. Um, then they have to call Social Security. They have to explain to Social Security that they are now going to be on Medicare um, and then Social Security will interview them, whether they're working, not working, getting off of work, all those things. That's all kind of, you know, we have to fill, figure that out. Um, and then uh, they will take their information and get their card and send them the card. Once they get the card, then I am able to help uh, initially because what I'm doing now, 
I'm getting the names of their doctors. I'm getting what the doctor does and where they're located. Then I get their medications, the dosage of that medication, how many times a day they take it, and what hospitals they prefer, what drugstore they prefer, and then I go to work. Right. Um, and I do the research for them, uh, and then we have a conversation, okay, how are we going to fit this all together? Right. Now, before we go forward uh, uh, with this process, now, just to, to, to clarify, um, uh, once you turn 65, uh, you may not uh, reach your full retirement age for Social Security. So it doesn't mean that you mm -hmm. have to file and, and receive Social Security benefits. No way. But, that, no but way. you still have to, you know, deal with Medicare, even though it's not, you know, simultaneous, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and many people are not receiving Social Security yet. Um, and in that case, if you're not receiving Social Security, um, you will be billed uh, for the Part B premium, which we can talk about, but you'll be billed for that on a quarterly basis. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you are receiving Social Security, then that premium is an automatic withdrawal from your Social Security payment. So you don't have to pay any bill. It's an automatic withdrawal. Right. If you're not receiving Social Security, then you're going to pay quarterly. Right, right. We'll get into some of the subtleties about also if you if you don't apply for uh, Part B at the same time or when you can you know apply later and under what circumstances. But mm -hmm. before we get to that, so let's let's just you know you know do the either or. So basically, you can uh, when you look at the uh, traditional Medicare, you know original Medicare A A and B and, and uh, supplements or uh, adv uh, Medicare Advantage plans, right? Type C. So what are the plan Cs, you know, that what could choose instead of traditional Medicare? Okay, well, traditional Medicare still includes A and B. And right. A is the hospitalization. Right. Okay. B is the medical, which is uh, your doctors, your labs, et cetera. And Medicare normally pays 80% of that and then you're gonna be on the hook for 20%. So that's why we have to try to cover that. Uh, but Medicare Advantage is your other option. And with Medicare Advantage, that is called Part C. And with Medicare Advantage, you have A, you have B, and you have D, which is for drugs, all in one unit. And they are, um, Medicare Advantage plans are run by private insurance companies, but they are subsidized by the government. Right. So depending on how well they're, um, re you know, how well they're received, whether the members are happy, uh, how their plan is going and how good their plan is, is the, the star system that they get. And then um, from that star system, you know, that's how they are subsidized by the government. The government's willing to give them more money. Right. Okay. So just to make sure. So, so the uh, CMS centers for Medicare and Medicaid um, mm -hmm. it rates these, you know, so it, it approves a certain number of these. Um, um, uh, I guess they're mostly HMOs or PPOs, right? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and so, and then they rate them. And so you, when you, go on the medicare.gov site you can see this right they'll you can see the right. rating yeah absolutely so, right yeah 
And if they happen to get a book, um, you know, with, uh, well, first of all, everybody gets the Medicare and you book mm-hmm. and they'll see the star ratings there. And uh, also if you get a book with a particular plan that you're signing up for, uh, the star ratings are there as well. Right. And, and the, um, and some of the differences are that there there may be, well, it is the nature of the premiums, right, that are charged for A and B versus C, and also the kinds of coverage that you get. And there may be things in C plans that you don't get of the traditional Medicare, right? That's right. Yeah. Especially the dental, the vision, and the hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, on original Medicare, you will have the exam covered because you're actually going to a doctor not necessarily on dental so i mean they're kind of working on that but it's not Mm -hmm. in there yet but um you know you're not going to get any extra money for glasses you're not going to get any extra money for hearing aids whereas on a medicare advantage plan you will and the other other part of uh, medicare advantage which we didn't talk about are those that are on medicare and medicaid Okay. And there are plans that, um, you know, work with both of them. You don't lose your Medicaid, uh, but the two plans complement each other. And um, they are wonderful uh, Medicare Advantage plans for those people because they get a lot of extra benefits that they don't necessarily understand in the beginning that they're entitled to. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things that um, that you've mentioned before, I think, is so that there could be certainly advantages to an advantage plan, uh, but in, in terms of um, uh, the availability of doctors and pharmacies, the important thing to know is, are they in your network if the people Correct. you use? So mm-hmm. talk about that a bit. How you- yeah. Um, when I uh, when somebody has called me and they do have their their uh, Medicare card now, then I would do you know take the information that I mentioned earlier, and then I'll do the research to make sure that the doctor is in the network or you know I have a platform that I can look at uh, and put in all that information, and then I can kind of whittle it down to where they uh, fit. Um, and it's a matter of having a discussion with them. All right, on original Medicare, we're paying uh, before we research services because we're making a premium payment every single month for mm-hmm. the Medigap plans, which we can talk about if you like. On the Medicare Advantage plan, the main difference that they have to understand is pay as you go. Mm-hmm. So you may have a zero premium or a small premium. But when you go to the doctor, you make a co-payment. When you go to the, um, uh, oh, I don't know, a specialist, you're going to make a co-payment. When you go to have an MRI, you're going to make a co-payment. When you're in the hospital, you're making a co-payment. So everything that happens on that uh, plan, you are paying as you receive services. You're not paying a full 20% because the plan is still making their contribution. But you are paying, and they're, for the most part, they're fixed fees. So you know when you sign up for the plan what those fees are going to be going forward. Mm-hmm. And, and so your discussion is, it can get really kind of in-depth in terms of you know, finding out, well, what's the nature of, of their medical needs, right? Do they, right? How often do they see a doctor? What kinds of doctors? So a lot of these things right. have an impact on, on which plans to choose. 
And some of it, sometimes it makes a difference in which plan they're going to choose. You know, do, do we go with a GAP plan or do we go with a, a Medicare Advantage plan? So, yeah, somebody who has no health issues and, you know, takes very little medication, there's no need for them to spend, you know, 2500 or more a year for a plan they're not going to use. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So before we, we're going to come up to a break shortly, but before we do, why don't we, why don't we just take a, a stab at Medigap policies and explain a little bit of that or, or, you know, supplement plans. Okay. Um, yeah, they were set up in 1965. Every Medigap uh, plan across the entire country is exactly, exactly, exactly the same. It's just a matter of who you buy it from. So they are, you know, by private companies and the private companies, although are rather competitive, they're all different price. So it really makes the difference as to who you purchase it from because you could pay a hundred or more dollars more on one, you know, the exact same plan than you would with another company. So it's very important to, again, work with somebody who knows the plans that are in that area and can do the research and say, this is a plan, you know, that's going to work for you and be the most affordable. Right. Um, now, uh, one thing I just wanted to mention before we go to the break, and then we'll, we'll continue talking about um, the, the different plans and, and, you know, the specifics of enrollment. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention is I think people um, need to know that regardless of what plan you, you, you have, um, these plans do not cover a, a long-term care custodial needs. I think that's, yeah. One, yeah. So that's not one thing. All. Yeah. No, I think, so when people are thinking about, you know, they're getting their long-term care later in life, um, uh, and we'll probably have other shows about long-term care insurance, but these are things that, uh, you know, custodial care is not covered by Medicare and they should no. really know that. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, some, some not, not at all. Yeah. There are some people who say, Oh, there's home care on my plan. Well, that's only if you get out of the hospital and the doctor says you need somebody to be with you for the next week or two. That is by prescription only, and it's a very short time. Right. It's a limited period. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to next get a little bit more specificity about the enrollment periods, but uh, we're going to just take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking much more with certified Medicare specialist Jane O'Malley. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks, where we're talking with Jane O'Malley, who is an independent health and life insurance agent specializing in Medicare, a very timely guest, as we've just begun the annual open enrollment period for Medicare, which began a couple of days ago and goes through December 7th. So speaking of this enrollment, let's talk about that, Jane, in terms of what are the various enrollment periods for Medicare? We are now in the annual open enrollment, and that is from October 15 to December 7, as you said. Um, each beneficiary can make a change as many times as they want during that time. But whatever you're on at December 7, that's what sticks. And it will be effective for a January 1 start. So what's happening now is I have all my clients calling, well, you know, I'm paying too much for my prescription, and so let's do another research, see if we can do better. Um, or they're telling me that their plan is just fine and they're staying where they are, which is great. So that's what's happening during open enrollment. It's very busy. <laughs> right, right. And so they can be switching from traditional Medicare to a you know an Advantage uh, plan, Part C, or they could be switching from plan part one plan to another plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Right. Um, and I guess, does it also include a supplement plans at this point? Yes. Yep. And supplement plans, you can change any time during the year. Oh, okay. Um, but it, yeah, but the drug plan, you know, kind of gets in the way sometimes. So they tend not to do that. But I mean, people that are on supplements, they don't change unless there's an issue. Right. They, right. Know, very the- seldom. And the Part D plans also are part of this period? Uh, For sure, yes. Um, When you're, just to back up a little bit, when you're on original Medicare, which was part of our first conversation, Mm -hmm. um, not only do you have A and B, um, and you have the Medigap supplement, you also must have a drug plan. Um, So, yeah, so that the annual open enrollment is very much so, um, you know, affected by the drug program. So people that are having trouble or they've changed their drugs, you know, they're now suddenly taking, uh, you know, Eliquis or some of the uh, diabetic drugs that are so very expensive and, you know, they're having a hard time, then it's a very good time to be doing a research and seeing if we can get them on for a better plan that's more affordable. Thank you. Okay. Um, now, just backing up a little bit too, for the initial enrollment period, now you mentioned uh, that there's a seven month uh, period, and 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 um, did did we talk about the penalties if you don't sign up? What are the penalties for for not signing up on time? Yeah, it depends really on how long you have not been covered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you know to give you an exact amount of money that they would pay. Um, I'm not able to do that only because everybody is going to be a little bit different as far as the amount of time that they're off. But if there's, um, you know, after that seven month period and they haven't been covered in any other way, and let's say six months later, you decide, well, I need to do that. Well, you will be slapped with a penalty and that lasts for the rest of your life. The Mm -hmm. same thing with drugs. 
Um, and that's where really it happens most. People will say, well, I'm not on any drugs. I don't need any coverage. I'm doing just fine. And then they get to be, you know, 70, 75, and they go, oh, my goodness, all of a sudden I'm on drugs and I'm paying full price for them. How come I'm not getting a, a discount? Well, because you don't have a plan. Now you try to get on a plan and then they have to do the factoring of how long it has been that you've been eligible to have a plan and didn't do it. And then you have a penalty that's applied. And again, that is every month for the rest of your life. Hmm. So you want to be on the plan that you're supposed to be on when you're supposed to be on it. Right. Now, one exception, uh, which I fall under actually, is that uh, if you or, or your spouse is still working and you're covered under their company's insurance mm -hmm. plan, you have some uh, wiggle room in terms of when to, to apply, right? For sure. Absolutely. Uh, because it's considered credible coverage. So if you are covered, you know, with your spouse under an employer plan, you're just fine. Um, if you do turn 65 when you're on that plan, um, it's recommended that you sign up for Part A. There's no cost because you've been working for 10 years or 40 quarters. So you can part sign up for Part A and be in the system now. Um, and then when you do retire or that plan is stopping for whatever reason, um, then you sign up for Part B and, you know, move forward for what we've been talking about already. Yeah. Now, the one caveat with a, a company plan is that the company, you've mentioned it as a credible plan. In other words, the, the company has to have, what, 20 or more employees? Is that right? Yes. They have to have more than 20 employees. Um, and sometimes... Um, you know, the drug plans, especially with some employers, they are uh, mandated to let the employees know if it's not credible coverage. And by being credible, it has to meet certain standards that are set by the government. Okay. So if somebody is on an employer plan and has a separate, and sometimes this happens in the unions, um, and has a separate drug plan and uh, it's not credible, the employer must let them know so that they have the opportunity to get off of it and to get a regular drug plan. Okay, good. Um, now, before we uh, move on to, you know, a little bit more about your role um, uh, as an agent, uh, there's a second enrollment period. Uh, so talk about that a bit. Yes. Um, so it, from January 1 to March 31, uh, this was reinstituted, um, I think this is the third year. Uh, that we've been able to work with this. It used to be something that was workable and then they stopped it, but now it's back. So from January 1 to March 31, um, anyone who's on a Medicare Advantage plan has the option to make one change. So it helps some people that got on a plan and they're going, no, this isn't working for me. I don't like it. It, ha it gives them the opportunity to get out. Right. And this is just for Medicare Advantage plans, though, right? Is that is that correct? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. I mean, there are some often, you know, every once in a while, there's a caveat that we can move somebody from original Medicare and use the drug mm -hmm. plan, but it becomes more cumbersome. So, um, you know, it's it's usually not something that we can do very easily. Good to know. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit about your role. Um, uh, just a little bit more explanation about, you know, what it means to be an independent agent and what it means to be licensed and certified and uh, and so forth. 
Um, yeah, well, first of all, you've got to have a state license. So mm -hmm. I live in New York. Uh, this is where my support system is as far as my business. Um, so I have a New York state license, which you have to take the test and pass it. Um, and run from there, if you're going to go into, and it's a, it's a life and health license, by the okay. way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when you, if you decide to go into Medicare or to, you know, whatever you decide to do, then, uh, for me going into Medicare, I have to take a government exam every okay. single year. Okay. And, um, you have to get, uh, an 85 or above, and sometimes it's 90 or above, depending on which exam we are looking at but so it's not like you can just kind of skate through it you have to do well and you have to know what's going on and you have to pass it uh, and then once your government exam is finished then whatever carrier that you're going to represent there is an exam for each carrier every mm -hmm. single year so we have to know you know what some of the changes are we have to know what's going on with each carrier and for me i would rather be an independent agent than be working only with one company um so for example if i were with you know one company that's the only company i can represent when i talk to people right whereas people can come to me and i can make sure that they're in the right plan because i have a lot of things to choose from right and for those who are listeners who are not in New York, you also can uh, handle situations in other states, right? And you do. Oh, for so. sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am licensed in several states. Um, right now, I have uh, New York, of course, Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, and Texas. Hmm. And soon, either New Hampshire or Vermont. I'm not sure which yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and are there separate exams for those states or there? Um, no, because the carriers are national. I see. So, nice. um, yeah, I mean, the, the plan might be different. So, for example, an Aetna plan, per se, um, will be different in the way that is presented and the cost share in New York as in Florida. Right. And just so people know, so... the. There's no cost to your clients who you advise. Um, no. Right. So you're paid by uh, a commission from from uh, the, the from carriage, insurance company. Right. Yep. That mm -hmm. the ones that they end up choosing is that right? Or correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if they say no, I'm not making any change, then okay, that's fine. But I don't make any money. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's your uh, job. That's, to <laughs> it's your job to get them the best plan though so that's oh for sure yeah, yeah. i mean i i would feel terrible if i just said well just go with this plan because it looks good i mm -hmm. mean that would be a total disregard of why they called me and what their needs were and um you know i, I feel very strongly about the fact that they're looking to me for help and uh they're looking to me for advice although it's very important to me that they're the ones that are making the decision, not me, mm -hmm. but I'm the one that can offer them the options and we can go through all the options, make the comparisons and say, okay, which do you feel more comfortable to be? You know, it's just, you know, I had one lady one time say to me, well, what do you think? I said, well, and we went through all the things and this and that. Well, what would, what do you want me to do? I said, I, I don't want you to do anything. What do you want to do? 
Right. So, you know, I made her make a decision because it's it's not my decision. Mm -hmm. It's where they feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And there, you know, there's oversight in terms of how you can operate. I, I, I believe you told me that, um, uh, you know, there are rules about when you can start talking to clients. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and just an example, I went to I, ha I was invited to um, a senior fair in September. And I already knew at that time that one carrier was going to uh, drop many of their plans. Mm. So when I was speaking to people at the table, I couldn't tell them that, but I would try to find out, you know, what they're on and so on and so forth. So I said, well, please just put your name here and your number and, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you a call later on. And as it turned out, um, you know, in October, uh, October 1st, we're able to talk about the plans. So I started calling these people and sure enough, they had their letter. My plan is not going to be, uh, you know, going forward for 2023. So it was a good opportunity to make sure that they, um, you know, had somebody to catch them and, you know, not leave them floundering and trying to figure out what to do. Uh, so they, I've had already two people that have been so appreciative of the fact that at least they're not wondering for the next three months what to do with themselves and knowing that they're not going to have a plan in January. Right, right. And another thing that you mentioned to me is that the, that there are uh, things that govern how you can uh, work with clients. And one of them you mentioned to me recently was the uh, issue of now you have to record your conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a pleasant thing for all of us to, to, uh, you know, a comp, you know, I, I mean, the thing that happens is it always happens at open enrollment. They make all these new things. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, Oh my gosh, there's one more thing to deal with. But um, so far it really has gone along quite well. Um, the reason that they want us to record um, is so that if somebody is going to uh, call in with a complaint or a grievance and, um, you know, then they can go back to the recording and see if, in fact, something that was said that would make them feel that they, you know, had the wrong information or they misunderstood. So it does help us in the long run, protects us in the long run. Um, and it was just something that, you know, for a couple of weeks there, we're like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Because what was going on was that every carrier had a different, different interpretation of how it should be done. Mm -hmm. Um, CMS was kind of giving something to follow, but not really. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but we've pulled it together and, uh, I think, you know, everybody is rather comfortable with it now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I, th I think sometimes, uh, you know, regulations are put in place and then the, then the question goes, okay, well, how do we actually do this? <laughs> you know, how exactly. do you administer? Yeah. 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 I mean, I had to get not only an app on my phone, I, it's on my uh, platform and, you know, so you got to really figure out how to deal with it with each client and where you, whether you're just on the phone or you're, uh, it, yeah, it, it got to be very confusing in the beginning, but all the dust settled. So. Right, right. <laughs> 
Um, so let's, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more going back and looking on, on how people decide on a plan. So, um, uh, so I wanted to talk about uh, perhaps uh, some some examples that you might think about, of, you know, of how you sort of sit down and and compare costs of A and B versus C, and uh, um, in, in terms of uh, how you work with clients and what what sort of questions they have. And what are the frequently asked questions? Well, sometimes it's pretty evident because mm -hmm. if they've got a list of doctors that, you know, they're in the doctor's office three, four times a month, it's pretty evident that they probably need a Medigap plan. Mm -hmm. Because if you think of what I said a little bit ago, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, you pay as you go. So even though there is a max out of pocket amount, um, you're spending more money than you may spend on a Medigap plan. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's a, it, it's sometimes it's very evident. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not. And uh, sometimes it's their mindset. Some people will say, well, I, I can't even think about paying anybody. I just want to pay once a month and go wherever I want to go, and that's the end of that. Okay, that's fine. It doesn't matter to me which one you choose. You're the one that's carrying the plan, you know. So, uh, so we that's why we have the conversation because it's it's good for me to know what they're thinking about and how they feel about the coverage and how they feel about the money. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not for free. Medicare right. is not for free. No matter what you see on the TV, it right. is not for free. Right. So on that note, I think we're going to take, uh, we're going to continue with this conversation about different kinds of, of questions people have, but we're going to another, take another quick break. Uh, so when we come back, we'll be talking much more with certified Medicare specialist, Jane O'Malley. So don't go anywhere. Come right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, 
health and wellness, and more. We'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. I'm talking with Jane O'Malley, uh, a certified uh, Medicare specialist who is dedicated to helping Medicare beneficiaries throughout the country. Um, before the break, we were talking about some specific situations, um, uh, some questions that, that Jane often gets. And one of the things I asked her during the break was, what about if um, as your spouse and you have different uh, needs? Um, well, on uh, a family or, you know, a husband and wife who have different needs, um, it certainly is not recommended or, um, you know, they kind of think that maybe they need to, but they don't need to be on the same plan mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes one plan will be more advantageous to one person than the other. So, you know, sometimes they feel like they have to be on the same plan. Well, no, you don't. You're not on, um, you know, the under 65 coverage anymore and you're all on the same plan, whether you like it or not. This is not the way it is in Medicare. It's very individualized. It's very specific. So if somebody, in fact, I'm, I'm working with a family now that husband really needs a little bit more coverage than what he's getting with the Medicare Advantage, and she is going to probably stay on a Medicare Advantage, and she, her needs are not as great. So, um, you know, the whole conversation, again, is about where are the needs and how do you feel that you're going to pay for it? Mm -hmm. So are you going to, you know, because if they both went on a Medicare, uh, you know, supplement plan, a gap plan, and now suddenly there's $500 coming out of their pocket a month, um, they might not like that so much. Mm -hmm. Whereas if 200 or $300 came out of their pocket, it's a whole lot better than five. So, yeah, I mean, there's just so many things to consider. And that's mm -hmm. why it's important to be with an agent who understands the implications of each plan and how it's going to work for them and help them through it. Mm, yes. Um, now, the, as you've mentioned to me before, there, so there are lots of changes every year to watch out for, which is another reason to really talk with an agent. Um, uh, now, there are changes in Medicare, uh, the, the government programs themselves, and then there are changes in the plans. So what, mm -hmm. what are some of the things to look for in terms of um, Medicare specifically? I think one thing that's had a lot of people a lot of talking about um, is, um, you know, the, the changes in, in Part B premiums that have, that have been going up and down. And how do yeah, they figure well, out the premiums? Yeah. Yeah, they're talking about that a lot on the news because they want the beneficiaries to feel like they're gaining something. And indeed they are. Um, the uh, Part B premium went from $170.10 down to $164.90. So there's a little bit of a savings there. 
Um, also on um, the uh, Part B deductible, uh, which almost uh, every, well, everyone who's on a Medigap plan pays. Um, but, uh, the Part B deductible was 233 this year, and it's going down to 226. So those numbers don't sound, you know, like a lot, but at the same time with Social Security increasing, it's really going to, you know, be a nice little, um, you know, help to these beneficiaries because they, social, uh, Medicare hasn't necessarily been keeping up with, um, you know, what's going on uh, as far as inflation and this and that. So I hope this year in 2023 that they're a little bit more satisfied. Right. And the Part B premiums, so you were reading the numbers were for sort of the the, the average or the standard um, premiums, right? You, you could get yeah, charged if, more if you make more, right? That's correct. Yeah. There are certain levels or tiers um, and it depends on, you know, where you fall. So if you're over a certain amount, then if you're single, you would pay this much more. If you're married, you'll pay that much more. So there, and in the beginning, um, that is all done by social security. Mm -hmm. None of us have to do that. I mean, we certainly can give them a heads up, but, um, they will be notified by social security. And if in fact that inflated number is no longer. So for example, I had one woman who was a real estate agent and, um, you know, then she wasn't working. And so therefore her income went down considerably or even people that are retiring and their pension or whatever their, you know, income is going to be is a whole lot less. There are, um, ways there's a form that they can fill out, um, of a change and, um, they can usually, you know, get, it down to where it's supposed to be as far as the uh, monthly premium, because right. sometimes the inflated amount is just more than they can even pay. Right. So, so yeah. that's something that 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 they would a person would deal with in Social Security. That's not something you get into. That's Social that's Security. right. I mean, right. they'll call me and say, "Well, how come I have this letter?" Well, what's your income? Well, that's the reason why you have the letter. And it, she said, well, I'm not paying, I'm not, I'm not receiving that money anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, call Social Security. They will walk you through the form that you need to fill out, and then they'll help you. Right. So as you mentioned, it certainly is helpful that uh, Social Security payments have gone up, are, go are going to go up, I think, what, about 8.7%, mm -hmm. something in that range. Um, mm -hmm. That's uh, what they're figuring, yeah. Yeah, and that the... Um, you know the premiums are going down now. It's still good news, although I think as as I've seen some of the coverage, it's just it's a little bit of a compensation for the fact that they went up last year, and sort of in right a lot, right yeah. in anticipation that Medicare was going to cover uh, a very expensive uh, Alzheimer's drug, and I, I guess what happened is that the, the the prices for the drug went down, and um, I guess they're 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 limiting who's going to get covered, you know, in terms of people mm -hmm. who are in certain clinical trials. So, you know, so it, it's, it's gone down from having gone up, but, but it's still good news though. Still good news. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause last year it took a big jump. I think it went up, what, about $35 or something like that. So that oh. was a big jump. Usually right. it's like $3, $6, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now in terms of the, um, um, any other any other changes in in the uh, 
from the from the government's perspective in terms of coverage, any changes in things like covering tele- telehealth, which I guess was expanded during the pandemic. Yeah, um, and the, and that's been very successful, and um, and that's basically there are a few of the um, uh, gap plans that have telehealth, but it's mostly in the Medicare Advantage side, and um, they're all keeping it in. Uh, so that people do have the option because people are still uncomfortable to go to the medical office. I mean, many, many people now are in the grocery stores and wherever else without masks, but in the medical office, every single medical office still is requiring masks. So um, the telehealth is still important for a lot of people. Um, and that's, that's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the other, other thing that um, I want to um, expresses that now is the time, uh, pro- you should have received it already, the annual notice of change. And that's a document that's sent by every single carrier. Mm-hmm. And it's a line-by-line comparison of what was on for 2022 and what will be on for 2023. So it really is important that you read that, whether you want to stay on your plan or not. So that by the time, you know, you go to the doctor in February and March, you go, well, I didn't pay that last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, was it on your annual notice of change? And did you read it? Because mm-hmm. uh, this is what it is this year. So, yeah, it's very, very important that they read that document. And many people don't. And they call me and say, well, you need to tell me. Well, no, I don't need to tell you. You got it in the mail. It's important for you to read it. And then we'll talk about it so that you know what to expect and what not to expect. And Jane, now when does that annual notice come out? For, this is for Medicare um, Advantage. It's always, yeah, it's it's supposed to be with every uh, beneficiary by October 1. Okay, good. So by October mm-hmm. 1, they should have seen this. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you put something in a pile of mail, dig it out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because that's where it is. Yeah. 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 I had a gentleman call me the other day and he said, well, it must be here someplace. I've got three envelopes. And I said, yep, I'm sure it is. And he opened each one. I said, well, there it is. So go through it and then call me back and see if you have any questions. Right. Right. And one of the things that uh, is also prevalent during this period is, you know, you see these uh, uh, proliferation of ads on TV or whatever. Oh, for, yeah. So without uh without uh coming down anyone in particular what are things that people should know about these ads they're only five percent true okay (laughs) um how they get away with some of it i don't know and that's part of the reason you know that we have to do these recordings now because Mm -hmm. from the tv ad and the call centers and all this and that um so when you're looking at a television ad and people call me all the time and say, well, how come I can't get this and how come I can't get that? Well, basically because you're not on Medicaid. Mm. I would say 90%, if not more, of what you're seeing on the TV is geared for the Medicare Medicaid client mm-hmm. um, oh. because they do get a lot. They, they're, they're given a lot and basically because they can't afford anything else. But um, yeah, and, and but it's not you know the, the normal people that are you know in the the medium and so on and so forth they're not eligible, and they don't like it. They don't like to see it on the TV and know that they're not eligible. But they're kind of getting it by now because it's been out for what three or four years. All this crazy advertising. 
Now, some of it is getting sanctioned, though, right? I mean, I've, I've at mm -hmm. least seen articles that there have been sanctions saying, nah, don't stop doing that. That's, you know, That's you're right. not giving people accurate information. And even people that are calling, you know, they're saying that they're from Medicare and they're not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, right. you have to be very, very careful. Right. Talk to somebody that, you know, um, you know, is certified and, and able to help you and, and be in the position that. I am in, you know, there's plenty of us out there. Right. So to reach out. And the other thing I want everybody to remember, everyone is an individual with individual needs. So not every plan is going to fit everybody. Right. Right. Um, good. Jane. So um, this has been terrific. Um, uh, uh, you know, I, there's been a lot of information and if people want to get in touch with you to find out more um give us your website give us your contact information what's the best way for people to reach sure out? um my website is jane o'malley insurance okay and um yeah and um my email is you know always kind of the first go-to that i see every day mm -hmm. and that's j o'malley j-o-m-a-l-l-e-y 199 at gmail.com right and I know you're also on LinkedIn and Facebook. People can, you know, right. connect with connect with you there. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and and just a reminder, as Jane mentioned earlier, the, um, you know, uh, two things. One is that, that she does deal with, with people, you know, in other states. So if you have parents in other parts of the of the country, um, she can help you with them. Uh, and also, uh, just to, it's good to be, stay a little ahead of the curve in your 40, late 40s, 50s, uh, approaching 65. Good to know about these things and to sort of have a, a handle on what's happening. Um, yeah, many of the plans, just to kind of follow up on that, are by county, not just state, but okay. also by county. So if they move, um, it's important for them to check to see if their plan is still good in that county. That's right. Good thing to know. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, once again, folks, uh, tell your friends if they miss my conversation with Jane today. Um, you can catch it on uh, as a podcast on voiceamerica.com. Uh, just search for my show 45 Forward. Uh, you can also mm -hmm. listen to it on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, or go to my website, rowellresources.com. Just click on the 45 Forward tab. Um, and if you have questions for me, uh, you can always send me questions or suggestions at ron.roel at gmail.com. So uh, be sure to join me next Monday, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern time, when I'll be talking with Kasli Killam, a leading expert in social health, about the importance of broadening the national campaign against social isolation and loneliness and focusing on strengthening the health and well-being of everyone. So until then, folks, keep moving forward. 45 forward. Thank you for tuning in to 45 Forward. Please join your host, Ron Roel, for another great show next Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a great week. <laughs>